Welcome to the podcast room. Thank Powered you. Powered by Shokarella. I think last year at the Haiti Tech Summit, you were one of the first people I interviewed. So welcome back. Thank you very much. <laughs> it wasn't as fancy last year. It wasn't. So no. as you can see, we, we leveled up. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> nice and cool in here. Yes. Good. Yes. Good, good. Um, so great to have you here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Booth, right? With Digicel. Uh So where do you want to start? Uh, well, I'll start by introducing myself. That's a great um, idea. <laughs> my name is Martin Boot. I am the chairman and also the CEO of Digicel. Uh, for those that don't know Digicel, we're the largest phone company, mobile phone company in Haiti. And since about four years now, we're also making inroads in what they call internet connectivity, Digicel Business, nice. which is a, a business a B2B segment of our business. And we're also the founders of Moncash, uh, which is uh, the largest uh, digital payment method now available uh, in Haiti. And since 2015, we've had some pretty good successes there. Uh, we're now almost at a million users. Wow. Uh, and we've transacted $50 million on our platform last month. Wow. Uh, so that's becoming something really ex- in exciting and also something very interesting for the tech ecosystem because now all these tech entrepreneurs will soon have a digital payment method. They'll have an API they can connect with with us and they'll be able to accept uh, payments online uh, for whatever they're trying to sell. So is Moncash something similar, just so we can contextualize it, is it something similar to a PayPal or um, a Cash App? Um, it's kind of it's like from, a, from an internet experience point of view, it's kind of similar to what, what PayPal would have been offering abroad. Okay. The, the big difference in Haiti is that, that there's very few credit cards right. in circulation. There's about 35,000 credit cards uh, for 10 million people in Haiti, um, which makes it very difficult to sell something online. So Moncash is, is actually a mobile wallet. It's mm-hmm. a mobile banking solution. Okay. So people open an account with us, uh, can, t- can add money to it. And then typically what they do today is transfer to family or buy stuff with it on the streets. Uh, and now the next step up is to be able to integrate with websites so that if you're selling something through an app on a website, if you're the new local Amazon or the next, uh, the next uh, Netflix of, of Haitian contact and you want to be able to sell your content, that you can then integrate that button uh, into your website. And it's the, the, the experience will be very similar to a PayPal experience okay. for the user. Uh, obviously, he needs to have money on his Moncash account. Uh, <laughs> But there's over, over 2,500 agents where you can go and cash in. And very soon, hopefully by the beginning of 2019, we'll also launch international remittances wow, into, into Moncash right. so that people can receive money directly into the wallet from abroad as well. Now, are you required to have a smartphone for this type of... Not at all. So okay. most of our users are non-smartphone users. Okay. We haven't even launched a smartphone app yet oh. for it. So everything works through USSD. Okay. Everything is regulated. Uh, our normal sector is regulated by Conatel, which is the, which is the uh, equivalent of the FCC here. But the financial services are regulated by the central bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's also very much guaranteed in terms of what, your, what happens to your funds if you, know, if you ever want to cash out. It's, it follows the same regulations as banking regulations. Okay, great. So this really wasn't meant to be an ad and just talk no, about I'm the so business sorry. side. No, no, no. It, I mean, but it's extremely interesting mm-hmm. because it kind of helps me lead into because you know we're talking about the masses and and the entire population. Um, so it kind of leads me into the social projects that Digicel is part of and mm-hmm. actually leads. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love for you to talk about some of those initiatives that you have led. I know um, one of the the initiatives that I do uh, kind of follow. 
um, semi-regularly is your the basketball. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to start with that, with that and then talk to us about some other initiatives. Yeah, I, I think, and again, it's going to sound like an ad again, so I'll try, <laughs> I'll try and keep it short. But I think, I think the, so first of all, Digicel has a mindset, and the owner of Digicel, Dennis O'Brien, has a mindset that when you do business in countries like Haiti, you have to do more than just do business. So you, you have an obligation somehow to, to give back right. in, in a way. So the, the biggest thing he's done is he's got uh, the La Fondation Digicel, Digicel Foundation. Yes. Uh, and with the foundation, we've just opened 176 schools, 176, wow. 176 schools, which are real beautiful schools. And what we do is we don't go out and build digital schools. What we have is we have people applying who have existing schools, mm-hmm. uh, but that don't have the required infrastructure. They're missing classrooms. They were working under a tree. They can come and apply to the Digital Foundation. We then go and visit them, and then we rebuild their school completely according to plans designed together with the Swiss government and with the Haitian government, uh, obviously in collaboration with the Haitian government, and we built those schools. So that's a key thing. And the reason we went into education is because we believe if we s- support education in Haiti, we're here for the long run, uh, that hopefully kids that have gone to the primary schools we've sponsored and supported and built up, that eventually they'll become our next engineers and the next people we right. need in our business and as a country to develop the tech ecosystem as a whole. Um, so, you know, yes, we've been very active in sports. We used to support soccer up until two years ago. Uh, we're the soccer federation in Haiti. Um, I think you can kind of feel that there's a few international players now, and I think right. Haiti could do a lot better in that space as well if we had incubators for soccer players as well Uh, we've been into basketball so we've been into all sorts of areas of 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 social support Um, we've ramped that down a little bit in the last Mm -hmm. few years Uh, business is a bit more tough we're focusing on the foundation and on investing in our network Mm -hmm. and that's what we're going to be doing in the next few years as well Personally, I am very much into the tech space. Uh, I set up two startups uh, in parallel to my work at Digicel. One of them is called Surtab, um, mm. and we develop, uh, we uh, build Android tablets, and we develop software for education. We had a great visit from the Google entrepreneurs yesterday to the factory, and the head of Android was there too for the region, and he's very eager to see how we can support us, you know, create more content. And this is also a call out to anybody developing content for, ed- content for education, anybody right. that has an ed tech idea, yeah. educational technology idea, just f- follow us on Twitter at Surtab, S-U-R-T-A-B, and send us a message. Give us your idea. We're very happy to work with you and to develop that educational uh, content in Haiti and, and get more, uh, you know, get, get a little bit more digital than where we are today because there, uh, Haiti needs a leapfrog in education, and mm-hmm. I think that's one of the key, the key things we can work on. So staying on the topic of education and going back to something you just said earlier, um, I find that it's really incredible that instead of creating new schools, you're actually supporting existing schools and like rebuilding <coughs> them. Um, what, what, why was that decision to do it th- with that model so important to you? Because you're, you're building up from, from something that is already there. Mm-hmm. A lot of those people that have been working in very complex conditions, uh, they have great teachers, they have the headmaster that's leading the project, they have a team of educational experts that are there and that what they lack primarily is a building and, mm-hmm. and infrastructure to do that. And we, we've done a few greenfield schools uh, on request of some municipalities or government and we notice a big difference between b- betting on an existing team mm-hmm. and betting on a new greenfield, uh, new greenfield school. So um, it's, it's all about building on what exists already and trying to make that better rather than coming in and reinventing the wheel. Also what's important, we don't, we don't dictate the curriculum, we don't dictate what they do in the schools, we mm-hmm. just, they, they, they give us the land 
where to build. They, they, they provide the land, we check the titles of that land, we donate the entire school. But what we do do is we sign some sort of pact with them where we ask them to maintain the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. We ask them, if possible, to come and participate. We do annual teacher trainings. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have a, a summer of, of, of very intense sessions in Camperin in the mm -hmm. south. Uh, where we invite all our teachers to come, they can stay there, they sleep over uh, for, for a number of weeks, and then we take them through various, uh, various educational uh, initiatives, some about attitude, some about interactivity. Um, you know, the Haitian system is very basic. It's usually, you know, you dictate something and then all the students repeat it, and we're trying right. to get them out of that. So, and we're seeing results where people are really happy to participate in that program. They're, they're proud of their institutions. We see the level of the institutions improve year on year. And we, we try also to work as much as we can in parallel with the Ministry of Education. So okay, we, we, we involve them in our initiatives, we inform them of where we're going, we give them the, the, the mapping of all our schools, uh, we try and work with them on our curriculums, on trying to s stimulate some of their training programs, because it's all about capacity building. Right. This is not something where you can come in and think you can change things. Right. It's something where you Our have to be yeah. yeah humble enough, be one of the one of the participants in the ecosystem, right. and then stimulate the ecosystem as much as possible. And do you have any success <coughs> stories you might want to share? Um, maybe either with the students, the teachers. I think there's plenty. The I'd, I'd, it's it'd be better if the Sofia Sonsky, who's the head of our foundation, okay. spoke about that. But I, you know, there, there there's plenty. You know, recently we started supporting an initiative called Help as well oh. uh, for for um, for um, students that have you know, are going to university and come from the provinces and don't have the means mm -hmm. to come to Port-au-Prince and go to the right universities. So I, I don't think we have anybody yet that came from primary school that is part of HELP right now. Right. But the idea is, is that we accompany them along the way. Right okay. now we're doing mostly primary schools. But I'm sure if Sophia would be here, she would have at least 10 <laughs> beautiful success stories of people that went through that, uh, that those schools and have now become either, you know, are, are studying abroad or doing, you know, yeah, are doing Amazing well. Things, I'm yeah. sure they are. Yeah. yeah. Um, so definitely, we're going to have to add that to the yes. to-do list to go speak with uh, Sophia. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk a little bit more about Ciotab. What is your vision? Um, your end vision for Ciotab? Um, okay. I understand that it's really focused on education. Um, we want to do ed tech, but what is? How far and why do we want to get this this application out? It started off with something a little bit different. It started off with we, we I, you know I was friends with some people that were in the in the the, 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 the uh, textile industry, and I was like, listen, man, we used to Haiti used to do much more sexy things. We used to make baseball balls. Yeah. We used to make tennis shoes, tennis rackets. Uh, we used to um, develop. We used to even make boards for compact, for computer mm -hmm. boards for compact. And and I, so the the first thing was okay. Let's first of all show the world that Haiti can do more than just manufacture simple textiles. So we set up a small plant in Sonapi, which is the, the heart of the, the textile industry in Port-au-Prince. It's an industrial zone. We, we refitted part of an industrial building into a nice, new, sexy-looking, uh, you know, a clean room. They call it air-conditioned, you know, people wearing, you know, fancy suits as if they're working for NASA. Uh, and, and so that to say, guys, you know, this is, this is also possible in Haiti. And, and we, we, we trained up uh, mostly women women because uh, actually the ones that passed the tests were mostly women they were, wow. they were, they were just way better us. at it <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were better at it than, than the men 
And then the, the idea was initially just to have a local tablet brand. And, right. and you know, we, we, the tablet industry was taking off at the time. This was 2011, 2012. Um, and then as you know, we got our first wave of success, we sold a lot of tablets. Everybody wanted one. And you know, we, we were sold out quite quickly. Then you know, we saw with the second to a third run of production that that was kind of dropping off. And the mm -hmm. enthusiasm about owning a, a local tablet wasn't as, as huge as, as, mm -hmm. as anticipated. And also the industry was being flooded with a lot of cheap Chinese tablets. Right. And, so one of the guys working well with us, Joab Sanon, uh, mm -hmm. who is the, the chief geek at Surtab, okay. at, uh, at <laughs> uh, he had an idea um, about education. We'd always played with it, even when we launched it, like we'd go into education, but it was more talk than, than real. And so he started developing the software required to be able to actually use those tablets for education. Okay. You know, what platforms do you use? How do I use existing content? How do I build in new content? What can I use from the, from the ministry's content that they have today? The, there's an organization called FIC, uh, that, that is a, a Jesuit organization that has okay. developed a lot of that, has a program called Educat, with which we, we, we partnered as well. And, and then the whole thing took off. And now what they're doing is they're doing uh, only, well, let's say 95% of our business is education. Uh, we have two, three main products. One of them is a mobile classroom. It's a cart, basically, with 50 tablets inside. It has a content server, mm -hmm. um, uh, and it has uh, interactive tools for the teachers to, to use on the whiteboard. And then we, we have all the educational content on there required mm -hmm. for specific materials, whether it's chemistry, uh, maths, uh, Francais, Creole, whatever they need, whatever classes they need. So it can either be used for specific modules within a school uh, that they pull in the cart and put it into a class for a specific course, or it can be used for the entire curriculum uh, of the class. And then we have another product called Sakado. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's one tablet which each student owns and takes home with him, uh, which has whatever books he needs. That's why you call it Sakado. It's, uh, all the books are in his yeah. backpack. Uh, that he needs for that for that particular day. It's cheaper than buying all the books. Right, um, and it offers a lot more interactivity going forward. And recently we launched Sakado Bac, which is for the Baccalauria. Mm. Unfortunately in Haiti, like the failure rates are above 80% in the wow. Baccalauria. So this is one of the areas where we believe there can be a lot of effort made to catch up whatever you haven't learned in the previous years, mm -hmm. to use it to use a technology to be able to catch up what you have, and then get your back, which will then give you access potentially down the road to, to uh, you know, vocational training and other types of, of of university skills, which can get you a real job. Right. Um, so looking at how Digicel is so heavily involved <coughs> in um, what we call corporate social responsibility and making sure that you're really invested in the community that um, where your consumers are, right? What do you see um, in terms of like the landscape within Haiti in terms of corporate social responsibility? Do you find yourself to be leading that effort? Um, do you recognize that there are some other partners or is this something that for Haiti is not as developed as it is in maybe the United States, for example? I, 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 I mean, from the formal private sector, I believe we're definitely doing the most. I'm, mm -hmm. I, I'm, even when I speak to the head of the IDB, uh, we've built more schools than the IDB has together with the government in the last 10 years, for sure. And, and, and he's trying to see what can we use your model, because it seems to be that you're doing it faster right. and you're using local contractors. We use exclusively local contractors. We work with local laborers. There's, you know, we, do, we have a, 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 a bidding process that's pretty well designed and, and working well. So our our cost per school for higher quality is better than what he can achieve. Now, 
I th- at the same time, I don't want to be arrogant because right. I understand the challenges that the rest of the private sector goes through. Certainly, uh, certainly. And so they have a lot of their own challenges and, it's, and it can be difficult for them to, to get a similar amount of funds together. Um, I, I see, you know, everybody, a lot of them try their best. There's right. a few foundations left and right, but anything to the scale of Digicel, right. it, doesn't, it doesn't really exist. So um, I, I, it's, it's definitely something to encourage. Uh, it's definitely something to hope for. Uh, you know, large players like Brana, like Dinasa, uh, like some of the banks, I think right. if, they, if they were more focused on what they were doing, they could get a larger impact mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, we could definitely do more together. And so it's an interesting thing to bring up next time when I speak to them and speak with all of us together is how yeah. we can refederate efforts and get, get a little bit more done because we, we owe it to this country, especially certainly. the people making a lot of money here. Certainly. Yeah. Um, um, and so, you know, we talked about all the different things that uh, is hap- are happening under the large digital umbrella. So how many people do you do you all employ? Well, <laughs> we have a little bit less than a thousand direct employees wow. in, the, in the building in, 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 uh, in Digicel. Surtab is a separate personal right. initiative. There's about 60 people working there. Um, and then with Digicel, you have to remember we have 65,000 people on the street mm-hmm. selling our airtime. Right. So they're technically getting an indirect job right. from Digicel. We have all the people taking care of our network, the subcontractors. So if you add it all up, you're probably talking 80,000, 90,000 people. So it's a, it's a huge, huge thing. And then we're also by far the largest taxpayer. Right. So we pay, we contribute to the government. Last the only taxpayer? Not the only one. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far, but we're by far the largest. Thankfully, there's, there's quite a few more. Okay. Uh, should there be even more? Yes, definitely. That would be a great thing. And then I think the country would really change. But uh, we'll... we'll, we'll continue to be proud number one right. uh, as long as we can and setting a great and, example and we important. continue setting that example and i hope people understand that as well all right so um we're pretty much at the end but i did want to ask you about your experience at the haiti tech summit um you were here last year um any differences that you noticed that you wanted to share and also if you could talk about what you just spoke about at the tech summit this year yeah so we we i think what this is a really first of all the haiti tech summit is a great thing and and what i said on the panel as well i think it's important that uh, things like you guys chocolate haiti tech summit bange um uh you know the, the 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 incubator that was just launched by the government that that the importance of that is is that we're showing that tech is cool you know right. tech is cool it's cool to be a geek it's it's actually cooler to be a tech geek than to be a rock star yeah. or, a, or a rapper uh, it gets you somewhere and i think the more we can Geeks do to, to make it look sexy yeah. and to make it look nice and to make and also to hopefully in the next year celebrate some local successes that's why i, I keep repeating bunch it's as an ex- example Macalan came here, nobody believed him. Mm-hmm. He kept pushing and he got, you know, Soja Bank on board, he got Digicel on board, he got various partners on board mm-hmm. to support him. We don't give him money. Uh, we support him with like a building or right. internet or things like that and he's doing it and right. and he's he, the fact that he can be out there speaking to people as a role model to say guys, you know, he doesn't come from an extremely wealthy family, mm-hmm. you know, so he he's he's doing it. And right. the more examples we can now get out of those three or four uh, incubators that are there and with the support we get from you know the tech summit and other people that can uh, vocalize that such as chocorella then i think that could be positive so try and find those examples and show us them show the world them show haitian youth that these people exist and then we get a a, a much better role models into our into our country Um, what we talked about on the panel we talked about what it creates to create a a successful ecosystem Mm -hmm. We spend quite a bit of time talking about uh, regulation uh, and that the role of government in countries that have succeeded has been to try and enable 
as much as possible foreign investment or local investment into these sectors. Um, and to do that, they need to put in the right in place the right incentives. That doesn't mean that people should abuse those incentives. So right. the law should be a win-win situation for the government and for the investors. But it, it, it w when you see where we are in Haiti and how much we have to catch up uh, right. in terms of infrastructure and investment required in that, we should be opening our doors almost as wide as we can for anybody that's willing to come here and take that risk. And that's what sometimes people forget when they're here um, in, in, in government is that they look at, well, how can we get short-term benefits out of these companies? How can we tax them more and get right. this payment more and that more, which discourages us as right. investors. And, and when we have, when I take Digicel as example, when we have 32 countries in which we have a choice to invest, because uh, we're in 32 operations, unfortunately, it's not even our own money. We borrow this money. It comes from the markets. It comes from bonds and it comes from shareholders. Uh, those shareholders, they have a good heart, but mm -hmm. they're still going to say, sorry, guys, they but they want their returns. And so when the returns are not sufficient in Haiti, then that means they'll go elsewhere. Right. And it's nothing against the country. It's nothing right. against that. It's just the way money works and the way capitalism yeah. works. So, uh, you know, I can only say that I'll fight as hard for Haiti as I can. Thank uh, you. And I'll keep doing that. But uh, I need help sometimes <laughs> in, 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 in landing that investment. Right, right. Mm. Well, thank you so much for coming to the podcast room. It was mm. a great talk. Um, and I hope, I'm excited to see you next year. I know you'll be here. I'll be around. <laughs> Definitely. That's All good. All right. Thank see you so you much. Thanks Ryan. a lot. Have a great day. Great initiative. Thank you.